Welcome to the Trek Convention Podcast, and part 2 of Assignment Las Vegas, our wrap-up of the Las Vegas 56-year mission convention. I'm Blink Dashing, thank you for joining us again. And now back to Bill and Jenna. Convention recap. Convention recap. Convention recap. So let's talk about the the rest of the convention outside of the actual convention uh, show. Um, uh, were you happy with? Because I know when you first started talking about it, you were much happier with the restaurant offerings around Bally's than you were around Rio. Did that turn out to be? It was it true? Was it easier to get food? Uh, it was, um, and, and to a degree. When you're at the event, the schedule is always a little fluid. So if they give you like an hour for an intermission, sometimes you'll get 45 minutes. Um, so getting to a restaurant and ordered and sat and et cetera can be a bit of a of a time thing. I, I think I mentioned that's what I did like about Rio's, the, the Chinese restaurant. It was just in and out and move. You know, it was a very efficient little place. There were There really wasn't a lot of restaurants in Bally's itself. Uh, there's the burger place. I did go there, like for lunch a couple times and uh, dinner a couple times, and uh, and it's fine. It's great. It's you know you've got a selection of things. You can have salad, this and that. It's a little like the uh, the place that Rio had. Only it's a little further away and it isn't got a big line around it because once you head down the hall toward uh, the Paris, you've got a few more options. But trying to go there during between uh, um, panels, like at the lunchtime, I went in once and there was a group of eight in front of me and when they sat down you know i'm just a group of one um i could tell that they were sort of the restaurant was sort of overwhelmed um so i sat there for five or ten minutes and I'm like i i gotta go i can't i can't sit and wait so i just i just left my table and went back i did go to the little sundry shop in the hotel and thought i'll just grab a i think i got a cliff bar or something um but they of course have one cashier because they're a little you know shop inside of the the hotel and they probably get the same number of people pretty consistently and they don't need more than one person well they had a line of people like out the door the guy behind me was uh was the original captain pike and he was saying loudly to no one in particular i have somewhere to be in 10 minutes and we've got one cashier and one like guy stocking the shelves why isn't this stock guy doing the cashier thing and anyway he kind of apologized afterward because it was very frustrating to go from one big line to another both in and outside the convention but yeah i feel like the 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 bally's isn't really geared toward big events um there was a bar in the lobby which was great because it's just the easiest thing to get to um the one in rio again is sort of you have to go from the convention center over to the part that isn't the convention center and then anyway it's a little different at, at rio um so uh, it was nice to have a bar right in the lobby. I noticed people congregating there like all the time. I always see like uh, Starfleet uniforms and costumes and things. And I was at one point standing up uh, at the bar waiting to to be served, and overheard the staff saying, "So are they, they going to be here all week? Or is it is it a couple days? Is it all day?" Because I feel like they didn't have a sense of how many people were going to show up and how much work it was going to be because there was just a constant flow of people wanting wanting to get a drink, and they were just constantly moving. And I feel like that was true of the, the little sundry shop and the restaurants. They just weren't geared to have that many people in the area, either because the pandemic, we've all gotten out of practice of having a lot of people in the same space, uh, or just the hotel itself just doesn't draw that, that, that big a crowd. Uh, so they weren't, they weren't geared for it. Or maybe there just wasn't enough communication within 
Bally's itself as far as what event is going on and how many people will show up and what to expect of the support staff when, uh, when it comes to that. But as far as everything else, I did like being where we were. I took a walk over to Paris on more than one occasion and ate a couple different restaurants over there. Uh, I think I mentioned Hex uh, before I even went out because I'd been there before and liked it. It's changed its name, but it's still in the same place. It has, still has two X's in it or, or whatever the name is now. So yeah, it was nice to go to other places. And I finally got to, to uh, try out the cake vending machine in the hallway of the... Oh, yeah. Did you get the cake ATM? I <laughs> cake ATM, yes. Uh, little strange. That's from Carlo's Bakery, which yeah. was... Um, on the Cake Boss television okay. show. Yeah, I sent a photo of it to my sister, and she's like, Carla, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And she knew exactly what you knew, and she watches too much of the Food Network, so we've made some calls. Uh, but yeah, I got the red velvet cake. You know, you can order it you know, with a credit card, or I think it takes Apple Pay, maybe not. Uh, the only thing I didn't see was where to get a fork. I'm like, oh, this thing's just sealed up in a little thing. There's probably a fork in there. So there wasn't a fork in there. So, um, And I didn't have a fork in my hotel room. So I ate it with my credit card. Uh, you ate it with your credit card? Yes. Your credit card is dirty. Well, actually, it was more of a business card. I have a plastic business card from my dentist of all okay. places. Um, but, uh, yeah. Still, so I, I, used I my, mean, yeah. it was like in your, in your wallet and had yeah. your fingers all over it. Yeah. Well, I put my fingers in my mouth, so I figure it's, you know. Dirty. Yeah. Dirty. But it's red velvet cake. With cream cheese frosting. I mean, I feel for you because you, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, I wasn't going to leave. Come to find out, I went by to the machine later on the side. near the, There's a little dispenser for forks, like when you get a straw at a, at a, at a diner. Oh. So they did have them there. Just I didn't see it. And so I wasn't about to go back downstairs just to find a fork. Um. Well, how was the red velvet cake? It was, was it worth it? Amazing! It was amazing red velvet cake. Now I want to go back and try some of the other cakes because they had the rainbow, like the Italian rainbow cake, and I think they had like a Dutch chocolate on chocolate cake. Uh, it, it was. It was. It was. I, I don't want to say it was the only reason I went to the convention, but uh, it's going to figure prominently. I'll miss it when they go back to the Rio. Let's put it that's why, that way. Yeah. I may. I may petition the the Rio, the renovators of the Rio, to see if they can work out a deal. With is it Carlos Cakes the, to see if they can Carlos get, Bake Shop yeah Bake Shop to see if they can get a get a machine somewhere in there just to you know brighten the day a little bit. But I did you can always go back to Bally's just for like yeah. just for cake. <laughs> yes, take an Uber over there and stand in the hallway eating a, eating a cake out of a little plastic tin, which is the way cake should be eaten. By the way. <laughs> so, what was your favorite part of? the convention like looking at the entire convention all the panels that you saw all the photo ops that you did the cake that you ate <laughs> what is your favorite part of the convention well it's hard not to think about the cake now but uh you know i don't know if i have a favorite there were there were certainly high points ron perlman on stage was was a high point uh the uh the deep space nine panel was a high point um because they had much more of the, the main cast there. The Enterprise um, panel was a high point. Um, having the photos is a high point. Going through what it takes to get the photos, that's, that's a bit of a, of a challenge. A low point. Yeah, but 
you know, a year from now when I'm looking through the stuff that I did and what I, and et cetera, I'll be like, oh, that was nice. Boy, that was fun. And I, I will have forgotten the, the trials and tribulations. Like childbirth. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I really, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, yeah. This is why people forget. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's, I've got this cute little baby. Who's throwing up on me. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so no, no particular like highlight. There were some really nice, uh, nice points in the event. The the, the uh, karaoke uh, was fun. I tended to get late to that because I would go out and eat dinner and cake apparently. Um, so uh, you'd kind of come in at the end of those. But they were very well attended. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that there were. <clears throat> I feel like there were fewer post uh, convention events. Um, I didn't like. I think we talked about this last time. I didn't really hear about any of the gays in space uh, events. I don't know if now I'm, I'm not on the the cool list anymore, or if I just missed it because I get way too many emails. I didn't get any request, any information in email about gays in space events. Okay, they were doing them apparently. If yeah. you look on their on their social media, yeah, they had a a, a suite and they were doing parties, but apparently not everyone was invited. Yeah, I they don't like us. No, I I don't like us either. I I do not blame them at all. From, I hate us from expelling us from the uh, from the list. Uh, and I did. There was a point where I was uh, I was getting back on the elevator to go from my hotel room up to the twenty sixth floor, um, and the elevator stops a lot. It's a long way, and you know, uh, John Billingsley gets on the uh, on the elevator, and we know him as uh, Doctor Flox from uh, from Enterprise. He's a very funny man, uh, and he's got a big red cup with him. He's folks, and I said something like, "Well, I do hope there's an adult beverage in that cup." And he's well, of course. Uh, and we trottled up the elevator, and he took off and went behind the magic glass doors that were where I think the gays in, in space. Those are the the like the high end uh, hotel rooms and and spaces for uh, for guests of the of ballets. Um, I think that's what most of that floor is for, and then the event space are, are separate. Uh, and they welcomed him, and the magic glass doors opened, and he disappeared into the uh, into the space. So I, I had a feeling that's where they were having them. But like I say, I didn't hear anything about them. I think there might have been something on I saw like at the event, which of course by that time it's kind of a little too late to to start you know opening up space in the calendar. But uh, so yeah, I don't know uh, much about that. They did have the sat- <coughs> excuse me the Saturday night gala, which was fun with. Uh, you know Robert Picardo and and one of his old old friends, um, which was fun. And of course, I always loved the the, the Rat Pack, um, which. But uh, they didn't have the pops. They didn't have the pops, and and in retrospect, they couldn't have fit the pops on that stage. Um, it's a much smaller, like physical space for them, and uh, and as much as it would have been nice to see them, I. I was not surprised that that they weren't there just between the venue, and I, I have no idea what what access there is. To the uh, to the stage, as you got a you know there's instruments and there was a piano on stage, but I think the the pops brings a, a more of a concert grand than uh, than just a, a baby grand. Um, so anyway, it, they, they weren't there, which is kind of disappointing. And like I say, I didn't hear anything about like a because uh, like the last time I went uh, to a Gaze in Space event, it ran at the same time as the pops, and it was kind of like a you know which one do you choose kind of a thing. And I and I didn't hear anything about that. So. 
people sitting next to me were had nothing but nice things to say about the cruise, uh, which I guess is coming oh. up. And the cruise is actually in February of 2023. And then, for that matter, if we're on the if we're on a roll, the uh, the Star Trek mission event, the the sanctioned one up in uh, in Seattle, is uh, is May 26th, so early spring. Um, but yeah, so I didn't hear much about the the events. Uh, nothing particularly stood out. I'd like to say the hours were a little odd because I feel like they had to be like done with everything by by ten. Do you remember walking up to the bar at one of the uh, events on twenty sixth, the uh, the convention events, and having the manager say, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir, the bar's closed." I'm like, oh. so, the end. Okay, what's next? Convention recap. Convention recap. Convention recap. Convention recap. So, Bill. Um, what about tickets for next year? Were you able to upgrade your seats or get get tickets this year for next year? Uh, I wasn't able to upgrade my seat. When you when you sign up for upgrade, you basically you pay for next year's seat um, at the time, and then you try to get a better one. So I'm I'm fully paid for next year. Uh, I do realize that afterwards, I don't know when the convention is. <laughs> There's no dates on the site or anything. I'm just very blindly trusting that uh that i'll be free whatever whatever week that is but yeah uh so when it came to the the upgrade uh i couldn't get the upgrade because i'm in a really good spot as it is uh and the only seats that were a little better than mine uh were taken and i think the people that have them have them like forever uh and then just auto update them every year whether they go or not because i don't see them very often and uh as far as next year i did get the ticket for next year uh, as far as where, I think they're kind of hoping that it'll be Rio. Uh, that seemed to be like they were. They didn't say it outright, but there seemed to be a, on the cusp of signing a contract or doing whatever it takes to get in there, which is probably why they don't they don't have dates up yet. Because if they the renovations get held up for whatever reason, then uh, then this could all be up in the air. But I I, I overheard somebody in some authority saying, yeah, we're re- we're pretty sure it's going to be in the Rio next year. So, I'm ready for it. I mean, I'm ticket-wise. Obviously, I haven't any haven't signed up for any photo ops yet, but that's it's only a matter of time. That sounds great. So that then, maybe, great. maybe there's a chance that Mark Alema will go next year. Uh, don't you think he's getting a little up there? Isn't that our theory? Yeah, and he's I, like 80 at this point, isn't he? I think he is. He's he's not a young man, as neither am I, for that matter. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's 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 uh, it's up to him, and, and I, I believe he's a little hard of hearing, so the stage environment may be a tough place to to engage. Um, but yeah, so who's on for next year's list is completely up in the air. For me, as far as like the the event list, the next thing on my list is the uh, is the Hollywood show. Uh, I think I'm going to skip uh, D23 in September. The what? The, well, the tickets sell out like in about a minute. Even when you're a member of D23, it doesn't, you know, it gets you ten bucks off their their tickets. Um, but if they're sold out, that's that's not super helpful. So yeah, the Hollywood show is uh, October 21st, which seems like a long way away, but it's already September. I don't My know. birthday weekend. Woo! That's probably why they had it there. Maybe Marco Lima will be uh, me at the Hollywood show. No, I'm pretty sure he will not. But uh, they are having a, uh, a Tron reunion at the Hollywood show. Bruce, ba- Bruce Boxleitner will be there. So that'll be exciting. And a Land of the Giants reunion, which I think me and three other people 
remember or know what Land of the Giants is. And older, I don't know what Land of the Giants I, is. I, 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 I could have guaranteed that because unless you it's, were, I it's was about right. a land full of giants, <laughs> apparently, and people that aren't giants because otherwise it'd just be a land full of like regular people, as far as anybody knew. But um, yeah, and StrangerCon is uh, in uh, in Illinois, Schaumburg, Illinois. On, uh, Octo- in October, October 8th. But, uh, and for Xena fans, I know you're looking f- forward to November. I did notice, too, that remember we were talking about Creation had mentioned that they had a Warner Brother property that they were very exciting about, excited about announcing the, uh, the uh, convention, official convention around that property. Uh, yeah. It's the Sopranos. Um, so wow, they, that's they, interesting. They have a December 17th uh, like weekend sopranos convention coming up of course they also have their game of thrones convention in in uh in december december is actually kind of busy at least uh uh for la uh the la comic-con is the second of december through the fourth game of thrones is the ninth the eleventh and then the sopranos is the 17th and 18th oh and stranger con la is uh the 17th and 18th and well i think i think some of those dates may have moved because uh I can't have it in the same space at the same time. I will double check on that. I know StrangerCon in LA moved a few times, so maybe it's moved again. But I'm sure in future podcasts we'll talk more in depth about some of the events at this uh, past convention. But for this episode of the Trek Convention Podcast, that's all we have this time. That's all we have. That's that's all that we've been talking for like an hour. Nobody's listening anymore. <laughs> it's just you and me We're now. Just talking to ourselves. Yeah. Which I suspect may be more often than not. So that's all we have for this edition of the Trek Convention Podcast. Anything from you? No, I'm, I'm tracked out. Yes. So much to do. So much to see. So many photo ops still unphoto-opped. Oh, speaking of which, there are some cool photo ops at the uh, LA Comic Con, including Ming-Na, which is oh. a... Yeah, I know. And Ming-Na I think- win. Ming-Na Wen, sorry, yes. We're yeah, not, you need to, you need we're to not like a first name basis with, with yes, anybody. You need to, yeah, you need to like spell out people's names. Yeah, I don't say Bill Shatner, I just say William Shatner. He's, we're not, um, we're not on a first name or even a last name basis, <laughs> at least one way. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'll see if maybe I can post some of the the uh, photo op opportunities at LA Comic Con because I think LeVar Burton is going to be there as well but do check their site before you take my word for anything so thanks for joining us and we hope to see you again next time on the Trek Convention Podcast bye everyone bye are you enjoying the Trek Convention Podcast why not follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram just look for Trek Convention And for convention updates, convention photos, and merchandise, head to trekconvention.com. I'm Blink Dashing, thanks for listening. The Trek Convention Podcast is brought to you in part by .comsagogo. .comsagogo is your one-stop shop for domains, domain hosting, branded email, and more. No matter where you are in the galaxy, make sure everyone can find you with your own unique domain. .com's a go-go. Connecting you to the universe and helping you. Go boldly. Go to trekconvention.com sponsor for rates and deals.